We waited three extra months to get that toothy blue hedgehog on the big screen, but was the waiting worth it? Today we'll be reviewing Sonic the Hedgehog and by proxy Olive Garden and Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Filmhouse, you guys. Mm -hmm. um, this is a big one. Big. Big anticipated. So big that there is no sponsor this week. We could have said, why do it? It gets less views than other videos. Well, and sponsors we were clamoring it. to sponsor this mm -hmm. sponsor. No, no, no. Yeah. We can't possibly have bias unless it's Olive Garden or Zillow. Mm -hmm. Or <laughs> then Apple maybe. Or Amazon. Toyota trucks. <laughs> Uh, I'm joined here. I'm your host, James Holmes, for this podcast, Totally Unbiased Podcast Review. And then um, I'm joined here by Elise. Hi. Adam. I'm the echidna. <laughs> I got the two biggest Sonic fans I could. I honestly think you're looking at the three of us and you're going, this guy up front's clearly a Sonic. There's mm -hmm. the tails and there's knuckles over there. Hey, yeah. um, but I don't like to put labels on people. That's okay. We are going to just psychic. jump we right established into I'm cream, but We're going to – you're cream? You don't want to be cream. You want to be Amy. No, no, you don't, don't want to be Amy. Be Just be them. Tails. I, Tails, cat. <laughs> Tails sounds terrible until you look at the other options. Mm -hmm. um, so, hey. yeah, we're talking about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Well, guys. before we get into th – Thoughts and opinions. Well, we won't just, spoil it right away. Do you want to just give, like, the basic plot? Like, yes. How does it make sense that yes. Sonic is here in the year 2020? I'm talking about, like, realistically. Like, yes. how did this movie come about? Sonic the Hedgehog is the story of a blue magical hedgehog who was born in another dimension with magical powers. The power of running fast <laughs> and generating electricity from running so fast so or moving so fast. Just static cling. Something like that. <laughs> um, and lives as a baby hedgehog for a couple years on an island that has loops. Yes. Um, under, under the tutelage of the popular Sonic character Longclaw, which is I've never heard of before. Okay. I, I did see some comments online. People were like, they really botched the story. I'm like, I, is that, I didn't know if that was part of the actual origin story. Or yeah. Not. No, okay. I... I Sure. We'll get into that about yeah, yeah, whether yeah. or not they botch Sonic lore. Okay, but um, but yes, until until in pursuit of that power, um, Sonic is sent away through the power. They have magical rings, and if you throw the ring and you think of a place, then you can go to that place. So Sonic is sent through with the rings to safety, and that place happens to be Earth, Montana, Montana, a <laughs> uh, a town called Green Hills, hmm. which I'm just going to tell you. Drove me crazy. What? Because it's Green Hill Zone. Mm-hmm. They they thought it was Green Hills Zone. No, no, that no, was Green Hills One. They well, they called it Green Hills the whole time. Yeah, they called yeah, the city because Green I, Hills. I I guarantee you there was a discussion between writers where they said Green Hills versus Green Hill sounds like more of the name of a small town. Adding that S mm -hmm. makes it sound more like a small town mm -hmm. actual name than just calling it Green Hill. I think Green Hill is better I though. Green, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. That, I, but that's, this I think that's the had. whole movie though. Okay. If someone had a discussion, they go, "But what would make sense <laughs> when you're dealing with a blue hedgehog running fast, right?" So anyway, he's in Green Hills, a phrase that they repeat a thousand times over the course of the movie. Just in case you got it, mm -hmm. he plays ping pong on Hilltop Road, which is another just random level that they picked. Mm -hmm. um, Chemical anyway. zone. So anyway, uh -huh. it's a very small town. And not a lot going on, but Sonic has made a life for himself, although in isolation. Um, and he's kind of lonely sometimes, but also has really bad ADD. 
So it's hard keeping track of what he's actually feeling at any given moment. Mm -hmm. He's got a great J.O. Den. Got a great J.O. Den. (laughs) Uh, James Marston is a cop. He appears to be one of the two cops that work in the town, this very Mm -hmm. small town. But he hates it. He hates the people. And <laughs> he, he can't wait. He wants to go somewhere he, where the action is. He says San it's, Francisco. It's, it's real boring. Um, he's a glorified babysitter town. to the mm-hmm. inhabitants yeah, yeah. of this town mm-hmm. because he's helping ducks cross the street. He's cleaning people's gutters. Mm-hmm. He wants to actually help save someone's he, life. He wants mm-hmm. to do some genuine police work. And, uh, and lo and, and behold, be this blue, blue hedgehog falls right on his lap. And so, so then uh, Sonic in a you know fit of loneliness – Starts to run in a circle so fast that he has magical electricity powers that sh- cause the government to take notice. So the government sends one of their – it's unclear. He's like a consultant mm-hmm. kind of or like an, maybe a science officer, Yeah, I, I interpreted guess. him as maybe like a contract scientist that the military had got – had given um, yeah. like um, – what are they called? Like A grant? Uh, uh, yeah, not even a grant, but they just like – and like, well, we need this work done, so we're gonna mm-hmm. get this black water or whatever. And, um, I guess, yeah. But then they realize, like, oh no, this person is very unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's better than all of us. They don't <laughs> stop him or anything. You just see, there's a, just a couple generals that have a meeting. They're like, send in Robotnik. Mm-hmm. So then Robotnik goes, and then Robotnik does whatever he wants to for the rest of the movie. Either way, what he's trying to do, he's trying to figure out what caused this thing. Quickly finds out that it's caused by this hedgehog, talking hedgehog, and then the race begins because Sonic. Is like I need to get out of here. Uh, he tries to use his rings, but um, fails. The rings accidentally get lost in San Francisco, and so now he and James Marsden um, have to run. travel, mm. have to go on a road trip to San Francisco Known to try terrorists. and get the rings so that way Sonic can <laughs> yeah. get away. Sonic and Cyclops. Yeah. Must race and their Toyota pickup truck. Yeah. Well, and Sonic like gives out this electromagnetic pulse that mm-hmm. Robotnik can track. Mm-hmm. So he's like constantly on his tail. Yes. Pun intended. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the basic premise of this movie about a video game from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I let's let's start with some non spoilery stuff. Sure. Um, I don't think this is good. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not good. It's not bad. It just sort of is, which is – I, I don't guess, know. I, I mean I think it, it, it's just – it kind of <laughs> depends on what you want out mm. of anything, it's I kid, guess. It's like, a kid's movie. If you huh. hate your life so much that forgetting you know, that you have to go to the grocery store or shower that night or, or any other sort of responsibility is better for you than just – than be having to be aware of those things. So you would rather see a movie that has moving things and you might forget about for uh, mm-hmm. an hour and 40 minutes. Makes you forget about pain. Then, yes, I would agree that this is definitely worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I don't know that makes it a good movie. It right, currently has a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, but a lot of the reviews seem to be, we thought this was going to be way worse, mm-hmm. which isn't exactly a positive review, uh, in my opinion. I, I saw so many kids, too, and Sonic onesies, who looked really tired last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> Their parents dragged them to the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, he did the thing where he's sitting at the toilet with his shirt up. <laughs> uh, and then they were they were so excited about the potential of a sequel. Um, yeah. So I was like, well, that's probably who it's for. Well, I was going to say, it is, it's a kid's movie. But again, we kind of got into this with our Detective Pikachu review. The worst – it really stinks for me when we have a, uh, you know, a subject matter – that's 30 years old 
25, 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, let's make a kid's movie about it. That's fine. But it's like – and it should only be for kids. <laughs> and that's kind of how Sonic feels. But the – Movie-going audience, people who are going to see, they need to ride that balance, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to go, hey, remember how Jim Carrey acted in the 90s? Wouldn't you love to see that for an hour? Yeah. And then you go, oh, yeah, I guess this is sort of nostalgic and a weird – it's a weird way. You you hit the nail on the head last night when you described, like, it is a sort of a fish out of water out of time. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really weird to be seeing this movie in the year 2020. It's yeah. like we dug up a time capsule. Arguably, went, wow. you could say the same thing about Paddington. Though when those, Paddington, when those Paddington movies came out, I was mm. like, I remember being, you know, three years old, and we had a right. Paddington bear, and we would watch old Paddington. But like, I hadn't heard anything about it for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I personally still maintain, from a previous Filmhouse where we talked about it, that the best version of this movie, and I think you guys would agree, would have been Sonic and Robotnik chasing each other through the worlds of Sonic. And and the you know ancillary cast of characters being other Sonic characters, mm-hmm. like I still think that's the the ideal version of this movie. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's, could have been better versions. A, I mean, there's a certain cold hard realities about these movies, yeah. which is you know it probably would have cost a lot more money if they wanted to make a fully animated you know Paramount and, yeah. animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly <coughs> enough, all the trailers for the movies that led up to this movie were all animated films. Like they were all there was like Rumble, which is a monster fighting thing. They were all fully animated films, and I was like, "Oh man, that's how I kind of wish Sonic was." I wish they made a Sonic movie that was animated, mm-hmm. as opposed to what this is, which is a template. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's about a hundred of these movies just sitting around some executive's office, and someone can go in and do find replace mm-hmm. whatever yeah. character you that know, said, and with Sonic, there are positive things about this movie. Yeah. Can Jim- I say some more negative things first? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, would you rather – I guess would you rather do the negatives or the positives first? Uh, yeah, you can do the po- – you can do okay. a, a positive a, a or pos- two. A positive. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned it. Jim Carrey is, uh, you know, a kinetic force to watch when he's on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He makes, it makes no difference what movies he, he's in. He's going to just have fun with it. Yeah. I do think that there is a more fun and zany and – like because Robotnik's, of course, he's a he's – a, Mad villain, but there's a zanier, wackier written character there mm-hmm. uh, with with wackier and and uh, more madcap things to do than what he was doing, which was just like shooting stuff at Sonic. Like I, I got a he got a laugh out of me. One no, or yeah. two. He got a, oh man, there's a line. It's it's in the trailers, but mm-hmm. um, when his assistant brings him his. His latte, cap, his latte yeah. and he's like, I love the way you make them. <laughs> I still think that's so funny, and the yeah. delivery's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's still a, I, I'm pretty sure they were like, Hey, Jim, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you're the was, funny guy. Like, we wrote these lines, and you can choose to read them or not, mm-hmm. but do your thing, dude. Like, you're a living cartoon. Have fun. There's I, there's definitely some moments where you're like, oh my gosh, that was really funny. Ah, Jim Carrey thought of that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like he thought of that on set. Yeah. Like, his his whole uh, his whole honestly his whole relationship with Agent Stone. Yeah. Was great. And I was like, oh man, that's a way better. They have a way better dynamic than James Marston and Sonic does. Mm-hmm. Like I would I want that movie about the two of them going across country trying to chase a blue hedgehog. Well, some yeah. of that, and when we when we get to the negative, I'll I'll talk about this more. But mm-hmm. the they didn't build a friendship between James Morrison and Sonic. The movie told you it did, oh, yeah. but it didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There is th- – that's another thing to oh, – oh, we'll stay positive. Yeah. Uh, ben Schwartz I think is a great mm. voice for Sonic the He's Hedgehog. He's so good. I thought he was – he when he was into it, he was really fun. I think the voice 
fit really well. You can I tell think, he's having a good time. I think I wish he could have played more with it because Ben Schwartz is also an incredible improviser. Mm-hmm. But it really like you can tell when he's reading their lines. Yeah. Um. And and so man, it would have been great to just have some sort of movie where Ben Schwartz is in a motion capture suit on set with. <laughs> Jim Carrey, <laughs> and then they just go back and uh, forth with each other. It's clear that they never met. Like, mm-hmm. it, also, if you follow, I follow Ben Schwartz Same. on social media, yeah. and it's obvious he's like meeting my hero yeah. for the first time, <laughs> and it's him at a press junket meeting Jim Carrey. And I'm like, this movie could have been something if they were re- like the dynamic between these two comedic forces, yeah. one for good and one for evil, would have been really fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, so good performances, I, I would say, from the two major leads. Um, the movie is really kind of a slog until Jim Carrey shows up and then you're like, oh, and then it kind of gets fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I liked all the, I, I didn't think the CGI was ever bad. I thought special effects, like they did a, a, a they did a pretty good job, especially under the recent time constraint they were put under and all that stuff. And like, there's never any time where I went, oh, that looked terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was never an ultraviolet no. moment. No. I was like, okay, this that, you know what? Sure, I get, I get it that they're doing the Roger Rabbit thing, and this is what we have. It's a, it's a living cartoon mm-hmm. right here, and it never was like this looks terrible. I was like, eh, passable, it's fine. There was, there was some moments where James Marsden carries Sonic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and it felt like there was nothing. Number one, there was nothing there, or he was holding a like a mannequin that looked like the old Sonic, you know, like, yeah. and so Very then they long. had to, they had to figure out and they're like, oh, well now his head is 90% of the entire mass of his body. Mm-hmm. How does that work to him holding like this? But like it doesn't anymore. On the subject of James Marsden, he plays that every man, good hearted character really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think that any of the actors detracted from this movie. Like they did with the best they could with what they mm-hmm. had. I felt that way about James Marsden and I felt that way about, his wife, mm-hmm. who was really charming, and even like the stuff with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, her, there's a, a dynamic in the movie where like uh, James Marsden's wife's sister clearly like is, is not the biggest fan of James Marsden. Um, yeah, but it's done in like a, you know fun, cheeky yeah. way. And it's yeah. it's just it's weird because James Marsden is kind of a nothing. Not he is a human being, <laughs> but. He like even in a lot of his roles, he's he's kind of typecast as being just this other yeah. guy. He's just the other white guy. Well, kind even of in, around. in Westworld, it's, it's like he's the perfect guy. Yeah, yeah. but he's also he deprives him of character. Right, then they go, follow yeah. me, and he goes, "You got it." He's the perfect guy who also has no discernible attributes and is disposable. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. so, like he has he doesn't have any edge to it, and I feel like this movie doesn't really give him anything. He he to me watching it felt like. Maybe how women feel watching Twilight, where Bella is just this husk. It's like, oh, she's a perfect woman, except she doesn't really say much. She doesn't really do much. She doesn't have that many thoughts of her own, and she, like, is kind of devoid of personality. That makes sense why I saw myself on screen with that blue hedgehog the whole time. (laughs) That's me going on road trip when he can run on his own. I think that's a relic of it being kind of a template. Right, I think it's a relic of it being well. This is just a vehicle for that for that character yeah. to be for every man for bouncing around and, and boy. <laughs> but it would have been nice to put some stuff into it. Um, kids movie. That's, kid that's, a boy. That's, that's our, my brain keeps going yeah. through. I'm like, like yeah. man, I wish they put more of that kids movie. They should have called well, it a kid and a boy and every man. <laughs> the, my first <laughs> thought was the the closest co- comparison that I could come up with was Bumblebee. You know, sure. Bumblebee came out end of. 
2018, I think, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. got really good reviews. Yeah. Uh, we saw it. Bumblebee tuna. And it's great. <laughs> it's really great. I got it. And like Bumblebee is also a templated film, right? E. They yeah. just they just injected the Transformer thing into it. The only difference that I th- that I conceive just from the surface level of Bumblebee is that one there was already some really hard trash leading up to it. So people wanted something different. I think mm-hmm. people were really tired of giant Transformer Tyrannosaurus Rexes, you know, riding on the backs of tra- Transformer Mammoths mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Like so people wanted something different and this was like a kind of return to you know, fun human Transformers idea. Mm-hmm. Also, Haley Steinfeld is great. Oh, yeah. Incredibly charismatic. And they give her a lot of background to have, like, moments of depth and catharsis with. Mm -hmm. Like, her story with her dad and everything. They they give her motivation a little bit more depth and meaning. Well, then also you're seeing – they do the smart thing for a movie like – this, when you use the template, is you're seeing it through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. And that's always the thing where it's like, no one's going to believe the child. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. you have all these hurdles that you have to get through as a kid, as opposed to 37-year-old man. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and with her, authority in a town yeah. where everyone loves him. Yeah. Like, and her personal like struggles are more you know with herself and with the age that she's at rather than mm-hmm. James Marsden being like, I want to – you know, dive in front of a bullet <laughs> for yeah. a homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. I want to die on the tenderloin. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, that's that is the weird thing where you have to ask yourself as the audience going member when you're making a film like this: How is the the child watching this movie? Who is he projecting himself onto? And the answer is probably Sonic. The kids want to be Sonic. Yeah. You go, okay, cool. So who who's his foil? Who's his Robin? They go, a beautiful man. Okay. But I think, mm, like, like you're saying with Bumblebee, kids can't be Sonic, but, you know, in, in, a, in a world where magic is possible, they can be friend of Sonic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they could be Haley where, like, mm-hmm. like, a Transformer just shows up and, like, oh, like, when I was a kid, I, like, was pretty lonely. And I would imagine, like, my stuffed dog would come to life and be my friend. Yeah. Um, How are things now? <laughs> I imagine that Benson will just last a couple more years. Um, <laughs> to I see it on your little in your little notes there, mm-hmm. in your little wee notes. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Paddington too, and you mentioned it earlier. That was what I was thinking more of when I was watching it because they make Sonic this empathetic character, where uh, Sonic he just wants to find a friend. Like that's that's his mm-hmm. big thing is not he's lonely. He's not it's no. not even as much that he misses his home, but. He misses Longclaw. He he he's so lonely in this planet where he's an outsider, and that to me is like Paddington, or Paddington's sort of like forced away from the people he loves. Mm-hmm. And in the, the little neighborhood in Paddington too that he lives in, he's kind of considered like an all star. But people mm-hmm. are paint, trying to paint him out to be an uh, an outcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I sort of felt like um, the way that. Like I, when I was watching the baseball scene, which spoiler, there's a scene where it's in the trailer. Buddy. Sonic is playing all the bases like Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. and, uh, and which is the best example of uh, dissociative identity disorder <laughs> I've ever seen. Because um, Sonic's kind of losing his mind with his loneliness, mm-hmm. and he uh, he kind of comes to this realization that he will forever be alone and lonely, and it like sparks this like deep sadness in him, which causes him to just just out of his frustration and sadness, like, start running in circles. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, like, I actually, like, was watching that, and I was like, wow, I do really feel for him. Like, this is Mm -hmm. kind of an emotional 
scene mm-hmm. um, that you feel really sad for this little creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they carried that well enough or really developed the relationship with well, him, they, James they, Morrison, to pay that off. They threw puzzle pieces on the floor and then shoved them in. Yeah. And like, it was like, mm-hmm. well, that, that piece doesn't go there. Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. We gotta move. He's gotta he's gotta get from point A to point B. And so yeah, there's like parts of that where you go, Oh, I guess there's some connective tissue there, but it feels very forced. Where he goes, Well, fuck, now now I gotta leave because now I gotta go to the new world. Where do I go? And he goes, oh, I can't they, they found my JO lair. I gotta go <laughs> yeah. to the only safe place I know. This guy's garage who I've never met. And they've already shown that he's faster than anything in the world. Then somehow get shot with a tranquilizer. Like none of this yeah. makes sense. I honestly yeah. thought that his Jo cave was going to be under um, James Marsden's house. Right. Like I thought that's what it was going to so, be. Was that it was going to be that? Oh, he was living under his house this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, so and, a big thing with all these movies, the Bumblebees, the Paddington stuff, is that Bumblebee and Paddington raise this question of why, why Haley Steinfeld. Why Bumble? It's they they set up the first act of the movie going. She needs him, mm-hmm. and he needs her. Yeah. They they need each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Paddington too. Again, you referenced my notes. One of the big things about the whole opening of Paddington talks about how Paddington plays into every single life in this whole street, like all the way down to the minor characters. How the titular character plays into that, and how they all have wants and needs, and then the movie basically through the plot helps them achieve those wants and needs and then shows that the world is a better place for them having gotten there in the end, right? Sonic says, I am lonely, right? And James Marston says, I wish I was a cop in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, those are that's about as far as it goes. There's ways that they could have weaved things together. And I guess well, we, can, we can just open it up. We, I think we've gotten far enough. We can open it up into plot spoilers if you yeah. want to get into the So I, I would say, I would argue that the writers would say that, oh, the way that James Marsden needed Sonic was that he needed to be a real hero and, and save someone. They say that explicitly yeah. Yeah. in the movie, yes. as they do a lot of things. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's I think that's what they would say. Well, Sonic yeah. needed a friend and he needed Tell to. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're just They just they just say it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot more to wanting to leave your small town and moved to San Francisco, which, by the way, his wife is just an accessory to whatever his things are. Mm. I, there's a point later on where they go, she goes, I'm a veterinarian. And I'm going to go, oh, I thought you were a yoga instructor. Yeah. <laughs> the way they pitched it, you told us that she was, does yoga, and so I thought she was a yoga instructor. And so when he was he was like, we want to move to San Francisco, and she's like, all right, let me check Zillow. Um, well, she says, apartments. let me check Zillow.com, says yeah. the camera. but. So it's That's like, you great. know, the, even the wife doesn't even really have a motivation. Well, they mention it. When do they first mention that she's a veterinarian? They mention it. Sonic says she works with an, or she likes yeah. animals and works with them while she's doing yoga. Yeah. He's pre- the pretzel lady. Yeah. So like, yeah. again, it's, it's just only it's just it tells you things mm-hmm. and it's just constantly telling you stuff. The James Marsden stuff. Oh, he wanted to be a hero. It's like, well, it sounds like he it's not like he found out that he he actually had some sort of other that's the kind of thing where you confuse these desires right like mm-hmm. he thinks that he needs to move to San Francisco for to accomplish this thing mm-hmm. yeah. but the truth of the matter is what he actually needed was there all along he just didn't see it yeah. it never gets back around if they to that. had given James Marsden like this this plot where oh like his brother is this big city cop or like hero or something and he's getting all these accolades and, the, and then the, their whole family thinks that he's like such a you know amazing hero and then James Marsden's like oh, well I you know 
I want that too. I want I want that mm-hmm. recognition. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, I think I mean for the sake of time, they're like ah, he just wants to be a hero. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> also for job. the sake, uh, it, it's like it's a weird web where they're like, okay, well, Sonic can. We established in the very beginning of the movie that Sonic can go wherever he wants to, whenever he wants to. Yeah. He's just that fast. So he's the Flash. And he also, by the way, has a bag full of things that can magically send him somewhere where he's safe. A, a pickup so, truck he does not need. So how do we get him to go in a car ride with James Marsden? And the answer ring. is he loses <laughs> those magical rings, which are the mm-hmm. things that he needs, and they fall onto the top of the the building in San Francisco. Sonic couldn't run upside of building? But when you think about it, it <laughs> I was like, later, later on, that's another thing. They constantly do things later where they show that he could have just resolved it yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, but he wanted the friends. So, so what, he only lost the, the rings leg. because he was going to use the rings to go to this mushroom planet, which is apparently safe. Um, and then he only lost the rings because he didn't do the rings when there were drones around and says, I can't do it here. I have to go somewhere else, even mm-hmm. though why? Like there's, he's just saying, I mean, it. I know he, no reason he's, why. he's reading the script out loud at that yeah. point, but it was, like I said, it was, they were just, just shove it along. It's a kid's like, movie. Yeah. It's a on. kid's movie. You gotta- but again, I always hate kids' movies that assume children are stupid, mm-hmm. that children need that explained. You can have Sonic just go, whoop, whoop, woo, and then well, they'll be happy. You know, like, <laughs> do they, they also do the thing, which I appreciated with Detective Pikachu, where they said, that with the Sonic movie, they go, oh, isn't it so weird that this blue creature lives here? It's like, why not just do a movie where he's accepted? Sonic exists in our world. If you want to just do fuck it, who cares? Sonic, Sonic World and Human World are one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, again, I think the heart of the movie is what it should have been is, and it's easy to sit here and and replot out or rewrite this movie, but it just this is a, a thing that we're getting into where '90s brands are getting movies made to the caliber of the 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, like a pre MCU world. Um, but basically, we have you know Sonic and Doctor Robotnik is like the it should be the relationship. That should be the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Now imagine a world where the reason Sonic is brought into this place is because Dr. Robotnik is, has stumbled upon some sort of discovery where he's in pursuit of more power, right? It, mm-hmm. It's weird. He, he, at, towards the end, he becomes obsessed with Sonic because he has a blue quill, and he's like, with this blue quill, I can power everything. Mm-hmm. Except they've never shown up to this point that that's ever been an issue for him. Right. There could have been a scene earlier where they're chasing them down the highway and he's about to get them until, oops, battery empty on his drone or whatever. And he's like, ah, if only I had more power, this mm-hmm. I would never lose someone in a pursuit ever again. Like there's these things, these like steps that you can do to connect the worlds to intrinsically link the characters and the themes that just are just kind of – not a concern in this movie, really. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because at every turn they said, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. So what? It's a mess. Kids aren't going to care. Yeah. The difference is it's a, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. James was once a kid. I was once a kid. And he sat in that chair and he was giddy. Yeah. And he looked back at me and said, here I go. It, it, and well, again, It's a kid's movie that underestimates kids. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's, that's my yeah. big thing. I think that the kids' movies that I watched, some of them were stupid, sure. Um, and maybe kids will grow up and go, man, that Sonic movie was stupid. But other ones I didn't figure out until much later, but it didn't prevent me from ever enjoying them. Yeah. Um, I I think the thing that bothered me most is that remember when those um, emails leaked about Spider-Man and that studio mm-hmm. executive was like, 
this is what's cool. All of these things should be in Spider-Man movies. Yeah, you rave know? culture. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this thing called EDN. All, like all that stuff. This feels like there's those emails out for there. This movie somewhere those emails exist where mm-hmm. a studio executive said, "What's cool? Floss dancing. Floss, more flossing. Like you know, like st- all this stuff. Like these are what's cool, and that's what's in it. And then they just said, "Well, shove it into a templated thing." Because mm-hmm. the the biggest example is the movie starts with Sonic running from Dr. Robotnik in San Francisco and then freeze frames. And then he's like – and then it goes back and then somewhat tells the story. Like Kinda. somewhat tells the story. But none of that mattered. Why, mm-hmm. did, why was there a record scratch at the beginning? Because when they wrote the script, they didn't open with a – Action moment, and they're like, "Oh man, this movie's boring." Well, except gotta, they did except open they, with an action Sonic moment. running, and well, it know? went to the island, right. and then it yeah. went to being being attacked by Knuckles's tribe, yeah. and all that was by by the way, way cooler than just reshowing me I, a scene when twice. I, when I saw that, I was like, "I kind of want to see that movie." It's, yeah, I it's, know. It's because the relic of whatever template yeah. has that built in, because that's kind of part of the template. <clears throat> the only difference is that those freeze frames are supposed to happen or are motivated by. I've come to the choice. This is the choice part of the movie and during the climax. Am I going to do the right thing and learn or am I going to do the wrong wrong thing? So you freeze there and you go back to see how you reach that choice. Mm-hmm. They just freeze frame in the middle of an action sequence. He's just literally in the middle of running. Mm-hmm. Like there's not nothing changes from him having recalled how he reached this point. And to me that's like just a just a painful indicator of how much this is just someone just had by page 10, it needs to be here. By page 15, it needs to be here. By page 20. Um, I think they should have kept the original design. I, I would have rather watched <laughs> Grotesque Sonic. Um, yeah. But, as, um, we prob- as we talked about before, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, nothing, yeah, nothing about it was ever, like, offensively bad. That's the other no, thing, no, too, no. where I remember being a kid seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie and being like – that. Me, me being a stupid kid and going – Wow, I'm so glad we got a Mario movie, even though it was utter garbage, what they shoved down your throat, where Mm -hmm. the people making it didn't know what Mario was Mm -hmm. or anything. They're like, hey, Luigi Mario, I got rocket boots and there's fungi everywhere and Goombas look like this. (laughs) It's a nightmare. I do think that uh, the the design that they have is like more endearing when it comes to emotional beats. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I, you want, if you want a garbage fire like I did, yeah. Then well, you, that's, that's the thing is, I can go back and watch that crappy Mario movie and go, man, what a mess, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. And then, like the Sonic yeah. movie, I just go, it's just so, it just so, it, it just is where it's like, eh, I don't, I, I would never yeah. go back and watch this thing. Speaking we, of emotional beats, though, uh, that moment where his uh, uh, niece gives Sonic new shoes mm-hmm. should have been. So much more emotional. Like, it should have been a really, really, like, mm-hmm. saccharine and, and great moment. Yeah. Like, written well. Yeah. Because he is really cute, and you're like, oh, no, his little feet and his little shoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a moment earlier where they, like, took off his dirty old shoes. She was mm-hmm. like, look at his feet. And I was like, oh, that that does make me sad because it makes it feels like an animal is hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so then the, the moment the, later is, like, the daughter is like notices that, and then she apparently has Sonic sized shoes, and she's like, "Here, have my Sonic shoes." And he's like, "Thanks, kid." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And or I thought it was going to be played as like a moment where uh, they all the adults all realize that they left Sonic alone with with her, uh-huh. and the wife's like, "What? You left my?" And then and then they come in, and then she's giving they see that she's giving him the shoes, mm-hmm. and it's really sweet, like, something. Moment. Yeah, and he's biting her neck. Yeah, <laughs> but it just felt like they just needed to get. 
to the shoes. Yeah, in there, a lot of there ways. were pieces there, and it's like similar to um, the Ninja Turtles movie. When I saw the first one, I was like, ah, I didn't really care for that, but kind of hope it does well. So they make another one, and then they made the other one. Like, Man, yeah. the other one was way better. Mm-hmm. I like that second Ninja Turtles movie. Not yeah. even about the original ones, the, the newer ones, the Michael Bay produced ones. But like, I yeah, I have a feeling that. I kind of want this movie to do well so that they'll make one with more CGI. <laughs> yeah. And then less Marson, more Robotnik, and, you know, you get a, get a couple tails in there. Pure Robotnik. Pure, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we live in such an age where the only thing that matters is the brand, right? Sonic is the only thing that matters. Anything we do with Sonic isn't important. We just can't stray far enough from it mm-hmm. that it isn't Sonic. Like, and so when they made the other design, they're like, oh, we strayed so far that it isn't Sonic in just the most basic ways. Mm-hmm. But we – like you mentioned the um, you mentioned the Mario movie. I don't think anyone's going to remember Sonic the Hedgehog. But I do think for as bad as it is, the Mario movie people might remember <laughs> It was a swing for the fences, Mm -hmm. and it was a horrible whiff, right? But at least that I think that makes it memorable. Mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog almost doesn't want to be known. Like, it's like, we don't want anyone to see us. It's like a person at a party that's like, I don't want to do anything stupid because then people, I'll get singled out. I just want to be at this party and then leave without anyone knowing I was here. I want to leave no impact kind of in a lot of ways. I want to see a second movie where they go go around finding Chaos Emeralds, Mm -hmm. like Dragon Balls. And then Knuckles is the bad guy, and then they befriend him in the end, and you see Sonic go supersonic, and he fights that cartoonish version of Robotnik that we got at the end in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I, I, want, I was like, I want to see those things where I'm like, okay, if this is the slog we well, had to get through to get to a cool movie like that, I, that's fine. Yeah, I love how, like, when we first meet Robotnik, he's doing his little, like, zzz, zzz. Z- like mm-hmm. robot thing to insult the the uh, other military guys, but then you know when he gets to the at the end in the Mushroom Kingdom and he's like full blown like psycho mm-hmm. and he's now he's like z- z- well, he's, he's doing it because he's just insane. Someone pointed out he's also doing it's the same. Ro- it's the end of Sonic Two, I think it is. You fight this or Sonic Three. There's the giant robotic mm-hmm. that you fight on a spaceship and he walks uh, like that. Yeah. The oh, death like, egg. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, it made sense how he called him Eggman. The only thing was, I wish his drones had little animals inside of them. Like, that was his thing. Where he was well, like, he's like, it's powered by oh, pigeons. Well. <laughs> no, I, my thing, like, it's, it, this, and this is, uh, this is a good example of the movie. You mentioned the Eggman thing. They, they call him Eggman. He's introduced as Robotnik, mm-hmm. Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. But Sonic calls him Eggman. But the setup to him calling him Eggman isn't, he goes, he goes, those look like eggs, Eggman. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we got to a point where we had to call him Eggman or we mm-hmm. weren't going to be able to fit it into the movie. Nothing natural happened. So you're just going to say those look like eggs. You're an Eggman. Well, they did the thing, which made no sense, is that Sonic has uh, a weird insult sort of like association with people. He goes, you are Donut Lord, which on a poster looks like Nut Lord, as Ricky mm-hmm. pointed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like, you're a pretzel woman. And all, it's like, okay, that's a weird sort of like – I guess, and they have kind of a bonding moment at the end, and then he just naturally goes, those look like eggs, you're Eggman. He's like, okay, he has ADD. Like, he well, needs to just give him some Ritalin. It's also weird because it's not like he doesn't speak English. <laughs> like, like 
he could read a sign and be like, yeah. hey, you're Tom. Tom lives here. You but know, he needs like, to have, like, mnemonic devices. But they just are like, he's selectively people. stupid. Something, but again, <laughs> that's the kind of thing where some there, there's no intrinsic link. Imagine if when they were trying to escape the house in the first contra, uh, confrontation with Dr. Robotnik, the way they escaped was by throwing a carton of eggs. The wife had brought a carton of eggs home or whatever, uh-huh. and he threw eggs, and it hit him in his face a couple times, and he's like, I can't see. Yeah. So then when he calls him Eggman, it's a callback to a human humiliation that he endured, right? Do you, th- like, I don't do you know. think that Sonic giving Tom and his wife nicknames was, they were trying to set it up as Sonic is a guy that does this, so it's not going to feel weird when he starts calling Robotnik Eggman. Mm. They were like, they were like, he has to call her Pretzel Lady mm-hmm. and call him Donut Lord because then it, it won't seem as disingenuous when he's like Eggman. It may have been a happy accident. I, I could totally see that conversation it could, happening. It could have been. And then they know. go and they go. It's also cute because that's what Sonic does. Also, calling him Eggman is it, that's that's for the fans only. Sure. That's for people who know. The, yeah. <laughs> who know that sort yeah. of stuff. So like it. But, it really doesn't but, doesn't. Yeah. But yes. But then if you're a non-fan watching it. You would go, oh, Sonic gives people names. <laughs> like, oh, he's got I, the kid needs to pay attention. I would bet money that conversation happened in a writer's room. Uh, I don't know. Either way, it will. It's. I will say this: I am grateful in a weird way that video game movies don't suck as much as they used to when I was a kid. But I'm kind of bummed that they're not getting. They're not better. They're just sort of milk toast. Well, we're at the point where Marvel, like where Marvel was in the early 2000s, with every other brand. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't actually no one actually believed in a Sonic film. Right. Which is why they made this. Yeah. I mean, so so I they made that. this. But it's a shame that we're still at that. I, I thought it was funny that everything now, anything that is anything has an intro like the Marvel intro. Right. You know, like where it's like all the comic books and stuff like, look at all this stuff we have that's value. Sega has one. And listen, I'm a Sega kid. I love Sega Kid, <laughs> but if you're telling me that I should expect a Space Harrier movie to come out in like the next yeah. couple of years, like I'm like, look at all, oh, Golden Axe, yeah, Space like, Channel Five, that will be hey, a thing. Yeah, it, I, sign me up for that reality. Sure, but it, it just seems so. It, I even laugh it at it. It's presumptuous. When, well, I even yeah, laugh at it when Star Wars. You feel Wars sad for it. them. That you're like, oh, you think these are things people want? Yeah. That well, being I mean, said, you make a Golden Axe Netflix. Series. Sure. It's true, yeah. Like The Witcher. I, I Listen, I am I will dream for that world, but to me, it's funny to, like to think, like, could you imagine if we get to a point where that means something the same way Marvel does? Right. Sega movies <laughs> or and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I Again, I, I'm being harsh only because when I first saw this trailer, I was like, I know what this movie is. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, that's what this movie was. Yeah. Um, and... I would always rather be the kind of person who's surprised or who's has subverted expectations. And I think there's already examples out there mm-hmm. of this movie done better, which is a risk you run when you make something that's a template. Um, they showed Sanic. They sh- they had a Sanic reference in there, you know. He ate like, chili dogs. People hated it when he said, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. But they loved it. That theater loved seeing Sanic. I, I um, thought that was – I only liked that because it was like Sanic is this weird thing that like Sega I think in a weird way was they were ashamed of. Of mm-hmm. like, no, don't – like Sonic's a meme, you mm-hmm. know, the same way uh, Shrek is and all these other things where, the, you know, it's – the part of you loves it but you can make fun of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it is sort of a, a sign of endearment and 
to see them sort of allow that and go, yeah, sure, Sanic. It's part of internet meme culture yeah. or whatever. I was like, oh, good for them. Like, oh, I hope they lean into more of this stuff. Nope, that was all you got. Yeah. Like, it was it was just the one picture of Sanic yeah. and him saying, I got to go fast and Which, everything. Else. Another thing, one, another final thought, and these are just my personal preferences, so this doesn't speak for the caliber of the film and the moviegoers. There's a fair amount of licensed music in this. And none of it is as good as the actual music from Sonic the Hedgehog. So, like, the movie opens with a kind of orchestral version of Sonic's theme. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, and I was like, oh, man, can you imagine using all this great music in this film? Mm -hmm. But they don't ever. They use Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. They use Don't Stop Me Now by mm-hmm. Queen. They use a lot of licensed music and stuff, and it's yep. just like, eh. One of the other, eh, I don't, don't want to get into it too much, but the movie is also, it does the, a lot of things where they go, this is Longclaw. She's like Obi-Wan. Get it? Let's move on. Contemporary yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> we can't show you any of that wisdom because we have to move on. Mm-hmm. The drones fly in. Amazon's supposed to s- deliver packages with these things? Uh, I was yeah. like, what? That was a video from five years ago. Oh, huh? man. what? Well, there was a reference. Oh, man, there was a reference that was clearly ADR'd. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I wrote it down. No, there was an a... ADR reference to something, mm-hmm. and it was, but it was so topical. So, so topical. Man, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, there's that weird part where Sonic's running really fast, and he goes... That coronavirus, right? And then he <laughs> yeah, kept that's going. what it was. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I got weird. It. Um, the Amazon, the one that stood out to me the most was the Amazon delivering packages with mm-hmm. these things for yeah. the drones. That I was like, is yeah. this going to be he, he a good joke in 10 years? He mentioned like, some stuff about the impeachment trial, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did like those scenes. He had a lot. It was, it was like, man, I think Stone's going to get a pardon, right? <laughs> like James Marsden just kind of goes, mm-hmm. You're like, weird. That's, yeah. They were really working on this until last night. Good um, for them. So, yeah, I guess final thoughts, guys. Um, I know I seem more upset than I actually am. <laughs> I just hate I hate most. being right. <laughs> I think it's my <laughs> thing. I was like, like being surprised. Mm. Um, and then also it's like it's getting good reviews. but And people are like, that means it's good. But if you read the yeah. reviews, most of the reviews are, I thought this was going to be terrible, but it's yeah. okay. I mean, I would give it um, two farts out of five. <laughs> There is Two a Sonic fart farts out of five, yeah. uh, and I hope that th- I do agree with Adam. I hope that there is a sequel. It's more CG, and we get all the cast farting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, we should acknowledge that we won't spoil it for anyone, but there is a a mid credits end credits stinger um, that's probably worth s- staying around for. Well, I was going to say, if you ever seen any other episode of Film House where we talk about the Sonic movie, we've already spoiled it yeah. Yeah, because. Yeah. You Called see, it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. When the, the two kids in the back who were the only ones clapping throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. uh, saw it and they, they were happy. I was like, good for them. Yeah. I'm really happy James for you. James is very happy. I, but you knew was it I was happy? coming. I was, I was pleased. He that looked it, elated. I was yeah. pleased that everything I thought was going to happen happened. Mm-hmm. I liked, that's, that's also a disappointment because I don't think I'm a very good writer. <laughs> I, I like that they did the post credit scene a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. It was like, ain't no one staying around for this. Like, go, go, go. But there were still a lot of people on their phones mm-hmm. waiting for those credits to end just for a little bit, a little more taste. Yeah. yeah. Because they could um, not wait. So, yeah, it's it's basically a kid's movie. I think it aims pretty low, and it does get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it got on first. And, uh, and so, you know, I think it's okay. If you liked it, I don't judge you. Mm. Um, but I 
for basically everything that's supposed to have heart always want to find a little bit more. I think there's movies that have done this exact this exact same movie has been made better. But now you have one. Yeah, but I had one. Mm-hmm. I always like being surprised and thinking mm-hmm. like, well, I never thought I would care about a Bumblebee or a Paddington. Yeah, but yeah. I do. But, now, but imagine being – what if Sonic was your life? And you're like, I'll take anything. Mm-hmm. It, it could it could be a Mario yeah, yeah. Brothers essay and like – now you have something. Yeah. Now you you as a fan can point and go, see, Sonic is a good movie. It's a good property. Like, well, it's 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 competent, or it's you know it. It's yeah, it's it, competent. It, it did what it, it could. My favorite line is when his wife says to him over the phone, "And don't forget my tranquilizer gun or whatever." At <laughs> uh, least final right. thoughts. I gave him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have nothing really more to add. I, I agree with Elise. I I do want. I. I want to see what they can do with a bigger budget and a more focused script and just go just lean into the Sonic fandom mm-hmm. and just get some hot furry on furry. Don't get action. me wrong. I I don't Sonic lore is garbage. Don't I'm not saying you need to adapt the comic books or anything like that or be more true to it. I just, you know, Sonic. The James. opening of the movie was pretty exciting. I was like imagine a world where now they have to go the separate ways and then later on uh, Knuckles is an outcast, and then they have to confront the issue that Knuckles fired the arrow that killed uh, Sonic's mentor, and mm. they have to come to terms on it. I'm like, that's that's kind of emotional, mm-hmm. um, or could have been. Instead, mm-hmm. we got him line dancing and people being convinced that him wearing a hat is an old man. I don't uh, know. Um, I wish – oh, man, that woman, she got she had shocked face. There's like a bartender. There's two moments where she just is like, all right, look shocked. Like, well, what happened? No, a blue creature did yeah. something. Just, just look shocked. Yeah. God damn it. So – uh, do you guys say to go see it in theaters? No. no. I say find the biggest theater you can. <laughs> I think I think it'd be like a great little Netflix movie. Like, that's fine. Like your your parents already pay for it or your neighbor pays for it or wherever you got it. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. We've got a little bit more time, so we won't spend too much time on it. But something else major happened is that the uh, Billie Eilish's uh, No Time to Die theme came out. Have mm-hmm. you guys got a chance to listen to it? No. I couldn't stop watching that Batman reveal over yeah, and over. Yeah, you played oh, yeah, it for Batman me. Batman reveal too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we should have talked about Batman design as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not much to say yeah. other than they re- reveal the screen strong test jaw, for Batman's yeah. big very, forehead, very leathery cow forehead. People are <laughs> no speculating ears. that the gun that killed his parents was what makes up the mechanisms he's inside got a his suit covered in guns. Gun stuff. He's got a gun suit. <laughs> and he's like, "Here's the splinter I got as a child. <laughs> That's something." Yeah. So Billie um, Eilish, "No Time to Die." How do you, you like it? It sounds like a James Bond song. I think it's weird, weirdly thematic of this podcast where Mm. it feels like don't stray. Don't stray too far from what people already know. Otherwise, we may lose the the people that are still around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think creatively, maybe that just speaks to me. But I kind of – again, back to the Mario Brothers. For as terrible as Madonna's James Bond theme is, I'm glad it exists. I like her because thing. it's a point. It's a point in time. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it and you can kind of understand. Um, no time to die by Billie Eilish is, I think, a really beautiful song. Um, but it has all. It just like went through and it was like as soon as we check all the boxes that a Bond song is known for, then we're done here. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad because we just learned that Billie Eilish and her brother watch Rooster Teeth. Well, they watch Gavin. They, they watch RTAs. Yeah. Yeah. They, they watch, could be watching Funhouse. They don't. 
Band Manager. I can't be Billie Eilish in Band Manager Three now because mm-hmm. she well, might see it. I, again, I think you the song. I think it's a good song. I just think the more we get of those types of songs, mm-hmm. the less impact each one individually has. Billie, I think it's an amazing song. Watch more of our videos. Mm-hmm. You were four years old when the first <laughs> James Bond movie starring. You, uh, you need an aha. Daniel Craig came out. You need an aha. You need a Duran Duran. You need a, a Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. Um, like in there somewhere so that way when we do the big ballads they mm-hmm. feel like oh it's a return to Bond as opposed mm-hmm. to a continuation of Bond man so, uh, LMFAO doing a Bond theme I would I mean again it's, <laughs> it sounds terrible but I think sometimes you yeah. need to crack a few eggs mm-hmm. to make an 30 omelet. seconds to Bond 30 seconds to they Bond they changed the name of the band well, mm-hmm. they're doing I said, the song I, I kind of wanted a Billie <laughs> Eilish one that sounded more like bad guy mm-hmm. Like, what's I'm the, the Bond, Bond I wanted guy. a Durst Bond theme. <laughs> we got well, Durst Mission, we got Mission Impossible. Impossible yeah. Will I Am Bond theme. Yeah. Mm, um, he's so, afraid yeah. of clones. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, those are just those. Funny. I know you haven't heard it, Adam, but maybe you can come back later and tell us. I will Bond. wait. Uh, similar to the uh, man. Yeah. I, like, I'm trying not to watch and have things spoiled for me so early on because. There are things that I legitimately want to just go and enjoy, like the new Wes Anderson mm-hmm. yeah, movie. Yeah. I, the I, trailer came out, trailer I skimmed it and went, I'm in. I'm, I don't need to see it. And oh, I, bl- I, th- I remember I told you I was like, I'm not watching it. Yeah, and, and I, were, I made you watch and it. You, and you went, <laughs> so I'm going to turn off my eyes. Um, I did watch the Green Knight trailer a couple times because it looks rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then James pointed out, well, it's one of those A24 movies and they could have potentially shown everything there is to show, much like these Sonic trailers that is in it. To go. But it's like, man, stylistically, oh, yeah, yeah. it looks cool. So I am a pessimist. It's the only way I can survive mm. in this you, world. You, and I you said, man, even. That, I said this movie looks awesome. This movie looks so cool. But A twenty four is really good at cutting trailers, and it mm. could theoretically everything we see in here could be basically every interesting. I haven't watched the, the trailer. Movie. Yeah, because I wasn't gonna. Like, if this took place in the hereditary, like, uh, MCU or whatever HCU, uh, I would believe it. The way it's shot, the way it feels, like that vibe. It's it's horror without being horror. If that makes any sort of sense, yeah, it's it's dope. I don't know. I uh-huh. like it. I can't. I'm really excited for that movie. Yeah. Well. And yeah. I it, the Green Knight is my favorite night at Medieval Times. So <laughs> it's true. Always rooting for him. When I heard there was a Green Knight movie coming, I was like Medieval Times. Yeah. So I got my yeah. glass it's still sticky in there because it has a little beer. I never saw the uh, adaptation of the Waterworld stunt show though. So. You're, I, guess maybe I, I never I, know if you're fucking with me. I've never seen Waterworld. Why would I? The stunt show is perfect. I guess Why it, would I want to see a film adaptation of that? It's the same with Green Knight. I love Medieval Times. Uh-huh. Do I really need a film adaptation of Medieval Times? Well, I'm going. Stranger Things for bringing Russian bad guys back. Yeah. They did, they did that in season three, though. I know. Mm-hmm. They're bringing him back again. Well, they just want to be like, hey, did he survived. Spoiler. He's in a gulag. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, they said that at the end. They just didn't show him because he yeah. couldn't make it to film it because he was making Hellboy. All right. <laughs> well, I feel like that's 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 plenty for today. We covered Sonic, okay. I feel like, pretty thoroughly. Just tell people to watch the trailer for the Arnold Jackie movie. There's also the Iron Mask, which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. Watch the trailer. You won't be disappointed. Watch the trailer. You won't be disappointed. They're back together <laughs> again for the first time. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a period piece around the world but remember around the world in yeah. 180 days yeah. also a couple of those scenes from Last Action Hero was Jackie Chan in that could have been I don't Summer think he was um, but yeah so uh, if you, what did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog I already told you tell us down in the comments I probably won't check them <laughs> 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 no but let us know what you thought I, again 
it's I think it's a, a fun movie that's you know digestible and easy and doesn't stray. But Sonic is all about taking risks. Is it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Remember when you put the game on top of Sonic and Knuckles and then you had the Tower of Power going? Billy, DM me. I know Gavin. <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought you were going to. You were trying to go through Billie Eilish to get to Gavin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the only way we could communicate with yeah, him. he won't return our calls. Yeah, no. So thank you guys for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of Filmhouse. Say goodbye. See you go fast.